Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. The Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast starts now. Well, hello and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment. I'm Mark Kaywood alongside Kyle Alexander of Mach 1 Financial Group. He is a retirement income planning specialist serving you in Northwest Arkansas. You can find him online at mach-1financial.com. That's mach, M-A-C-H, the number one financial.com, mach-1financial.com. Or you can call the office 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. Kyle, hello and welcome into the show. Hey, Mark. It's good to talk to you, my friend. Always treating you. Oh, always good to be with you, Kyle. I don't know about you. I'm ready for football to come back. It's that time of year. It's my favorite time of year. I can smell fall around the corner. I just can't wait. I love it. You just got to get through that oppressive heat first. Well, August is still, you know, a problem. September is still a problem, you know, all of those things. But hey, We'll get through it. That's all right. Good. We'll get there. It'll be a good time and a lot of good things to get into as fall approaches and a lot of good things to get into on the podcast today. We're actually going to kind of change it up here. We're going to take a listener question. We love okay. hearing from you. And of course, as always, as listeners, you can submit questions online on the website I mentioned. That's mock-1financial.com, mock-1financial.com. But we're actually going to take one question and just kind of expound upon it because I know that this is something that you're passionate about and you've kind of honed in on. So let's just dive into this one question, interesting question we got from a listener. And it's something that's also just been in the news a lot in the last couple of years. So I think this will provide us with some good fodder on the show today. Okay. Sounds good. So this question comes to us from Bridget. Bridget is in Bentonville. Bridget says, a friend was telling me that the, she even wrote into the, she wrote this into the question. She said, a friend was telling me that, and I'm not even sure how to pronounce this, that the fiduciary role, fiduciary is the word we're looking for here. She says, a friend was telling me that the fiduciary rule has really changed the rules for financial advisors. My husband and I will be in the market for an advisor soon as we're approaching retirement. What do we need to know about this rule? Bridget, you actually sound like a really smart person. And I have to say the fact that you, A, caught that word fiduciary and B wanted to ask a question about it to get more clarification says a lot about you and your husband and all the things you're trying to accomplish with your retirement. So applause to you and thanks for the question. It's a great question. So let me start by saying I could really spend a lot of time going on and on about all the noise regarding the legislation around the fiduciary ruling started way back a few years ago with the Obama administration. And they had the right intentions, I assume, for wanting to do this and to get that legislation passed. And that leads us up to the most recent event in this particular legislation where the Fifth Circuit Court killed the fiduciary rule back in June. I don't remember the exact date, but let's just say for now the fiduciary rule is dead. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't fiduciaries, and that doesn't mean that there are differences between people who are fiduciaries and those that are not, because that clearly hasn't changed just because the rule didn't make it through the various levels of government. So let me just say that it was intended, this ruling was intended to help consumers in a way that would help them really understand complicated financial advice and get some direction about misunderstood fees and commissions and other things related to that. So the intent was good. The intent was to help consumers. 
but as with many government legislative activities and also the intent, perhaps it just fell apart and it fell short of its intent. So ultimately, we're back to the drawing board. Perhaps there will be other rules put in front of Congress or legislative actions that attempt to kind of deal with this issue for consumers. So let me cut to the chase, because rather than go into all that, I'll just tell you that David and Matt and I are fiduciaries, and we have the certification or the Series 65 in this case to prove it. But a fiduciary, simply put, really has to do what's in the client's best interest. In other words, they have to put the client's best interest first. Okay, That's really what a fiduciary does. And that doesn't mean However, that just because you have a Series 65 or that you have to, by rule, do what's in the client's best interest mean that you're the kind of person who is actually going to follow the rule, right? So there's also that element of trust that you have to build with an advisor to say, okay, well, you know, there may be a Series 65 fiduciary, but let me make sure this person is the kind of person, you know, I want to put my money with and that I really trust them. So the other piece of the puzzle that you need to know about us is all three of us, even though we have our Series 65 and we're fiduciaries, we really do care about you and our clients, and we want to do the right thing all the time because that's how our parents raised us. I know these other two guys really well, raised a lot like I was. And when your parents say, hey, do what's right all the time, and you'll never go wrong, right? And so if you have that at the core of your moral compass, if you want to put it that way, then those are the kind of people you want as a fiduciary. I just go on record as saying everybody makes mistakes, but the intent has to be real and the intent has to be purposeful and uh, the moral compass has to be true. So that being said, there are many differences between fiduciaries and those that are not. So I'll say that there are people out there that are in this industry who are not fiduciaries. And they may be brokers, they may be insurance professionals, and all of them have various standards and things that they have to follow as well under their own licensing to protect consumers. But that doesn't mean they have to put your interests first all the time. Simply put, that can cause some conflict of interest. And that's what the ruling was trying to prevent, misunderstandings around, you know, who comes first in the relationship and how commissions or fees could influence a person's advice to the consumer. That's really the crux of the issue. So, do you know a fiduciary? Well, you found out that the folks at Mach 1 Financial are fiduciaries. There are others in this community. I would strongly encourage you to do your own research to find out who's what. I would also encourage you to go online. There's a lot of really good articles, especially recently, about this ruling and about what a fiduciary really is and what their obligations are, all the P's and Q's of this whole thing. And I'd encourage you to read up on it because I'd spend an entire show and an entire second show going through all of those details. But I am positive that nobody who's listening wants me to do that. So let's get to the chase, shall we? I I just want you to be informed. I want you to take the next steps and really learn for yourself how this works and also know that not all fiduciaries are created equal. 
In that case, Carl, you know, they're not all created equal and not everybody is a fiduciary. So what are kind of the telltale signs of a fiduciary and what traits should you be looking for in your advisor? Yeah, I would say the first thing, you know, is you can go online to the FINRA website. There are other websites out there and look up the advisor's name. You can also look up what their certifications mean and just discover their backgrounds and the history behind, you know, what their activities have looked like since they've been in this profession. If they've ever had complaints against them, if they've ever done anything unscrupulous, you know, there's lots of information online out there, both in the FINRA website, as well as some others. Broker check shows complaints and years of service for brokers and firms. And there's probably some information on insurance professionals too. Yeah. That's a good first step. I kind of mentioned that earlier, but Mark brings up a good point. You kind of need to know where to look, don't you? Number two, you know, I'd interview some financial advisors. I would sit down with the ones that you kind of initially screen and get to know them. And, you know, use your gut instincts a little bit to kind of understand where this person is coming from. Because, you know, as with anything, some advisors are really good and others are average. And we may talk about that again in another episode. I don't know. So look up their credentials, do the research on them, get to know them, interview them, and make a good decision based on some of those things that you've learned. Third thing I'd say is once you've kind of narrowed it down to a couple of three different advisors as you're going through the selection process, get to know what kind of investment products they're suggesting. What are those investment products? Are they insurance products? Are they stocks? Are they funds? Are they investment strategies? You know, what are they? And how are those investment tools being managed? All of that. So you can also do independent research on that as well. And you can cross-check people by asking questions of the other advisors, what they think of the different approaches that other advisors take. And ask their philosophies, you know, their philosophy on investing. So that might not be a bad plan. Also, doesn't hurt to ask them, how do you get paid? You know, how do you make money? Is it through pure fees? Is it through, you know, commissions? Is it a combination or, you know, and don't hesitate to ask them how much they make. They might not tell you. They might give you a range, but they can also certainly tell you what their fee structure looks like. And they have an obligation to do that anyway. So I would not hesitate to ask them these questions because that's going to yield a lot of interesting information as you're trying to come up with a solution on who to pick, right? I guess another thing you could think of is just spend some time asking a lot of questions that concern you, right? So maybe you want to ask a question about how do you handle rolling over 401k assets, right, to an individual retirement account? What's your typical process for doing that? That's a good question to ask. And it's going to yield a lot of information about who that person is and how they go about managing funds. So I think these are all pretty good places to start as you're trying to search for and evaluate a new advisor and certainly make a good decision for you and your family. Even with all of these efforts, you can run across people that are unscrupulous and they're just got really good at covering up their tracks. But that's where the consumer must beware and keep your head focused on what's going on in your world and make sure you attend those regular reviews with your advisor and ask tough questions. Pretty soon you'll get to know exactly where you stand and exactly what kind of person this individual is that's trying to help you. 
Well, of course, Kyle, we know that at your firm at Mach 1 Financial Group, you and the team, you and Matt and David are all fiduciary advisors, fiduciary retirement income planning specialists. And of course, you offer a complimentary review. A fiduciary really offers this comprehensive plan, right? We take a look at different aspects of your retirement life, and you can get that. You can get a complimentary review from the team at Mach 1 Financial Group if you pick up the phone, dial 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. That's your number to reach out to the team with questions and get that complimentary review. Just call 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. Kyle, it was a doozy today. We thank you for coming in and (laughs) taking an interesting question there on the fiduciary standard. That's an important topic, and I'm glad we got to talk about that today. Yeah, me too. And hopefully I didn't bore everybody to tears. I tried to keep it relevant. So (laughs) never. if somebody really wants to know more and more about this, not only do your research, but feel free to give us a call. I'll be glad to read through the rulings and explain them if you want to do that. Oh, boy. That's right. Again, the number is 479-876-2100. This is the Mach 1 Market Moment. Advisory services offered through Fusion Capital Management, which is registered as an investment advisor with the SEC and only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission and does not imply that the advisor has achieved a particular level of skill or ability. Please consult your financial advisor as many financial and insurance products have associated fees. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss.